Our scripture text this evening is Proverbs chapter 1, verses 20 to 33. This can be found on page 670 in your pew Bibles. We come to the end of chapter 1. We finish chapter 1 before beginning, Lord willing, next Sunday, the Heidelberg Catechism, and again go through that summary of our faith. But we finish this chapter from Proverbs. Before we read God's word, let's ask for his blessing. Father in heaven, as we open to your word, and specifically to words of wisdom, we pray then for insight, insight to understand what is being said here as well, that you would fill us, fill us who are so often the simple, those who need to have guidance, who need to be filled with the direction and the way of truth. We pray that you would fill us this evening, that what would be said would be according to your word, would be the direct and right application of it, and that we would be enriched and nourished in this, the preaching of your word, we pray in Christ's name. Amen. Proverbs 1, beginning in verse 20. Wisdom cries aloud in the street. In the markets she raises her voice. At the head of the noisy streets she cries out, At the entrance of the city gates she speaks. How long, O simple ones, will you love being simple? How long will scoffers delight in their scoffing and fools hate knowledge? If you turn at my reproof, behold, I will pour out my spirit to you. I will make my words known to you, because I have called and you refuse to listen. I have stretched out my hand and no one has heeded, because you have ignored all my counsel and would have none of my reproof. I also will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when terror strikes you, when terror strikes you like a storm, and your calamity comes like a whirlwind, when distress and anguish come upon you. Then they will call upon me, but I will not answer. They will seek me diligently, but will not find me. Because they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord, would have none of my counsel and despised all my reproof. Therefore they shall eat the fruit of their way and have their fill of their own devices. For the simple are killed by their turning away and the complacency of fools destroys them. But whoever listens to me will dwell secure and will be at ease without dread of disaster. Sends the reading of God's word. This reading... Wisdom. It's reading from Lady Wisdom. People of God, there's an old saying, one that is used frequently in the dating realm. Perhaps you've heard these words, maybe said these words before. You're going to miss me when I'm gone. You're going to miss me when I'm gone. Generally, it's said by one who thinks that they have not been appreciated, that they've been taken advantage of, that one hasn't really seen what's been offered and the love that they've showered onto the other, and so it's at an end. The relationship has come to an end, and and you're going to miss it when it's gone, when it's removed. There's even a song, an old country song, with that, that title of the song, You're Going to Miss Me When I'm Gone. Well, that's something of what's going on in this text from a a spurned, I don't want to say lover, because that's not really the, the idea here, but from a spurned woman, from Lady Wisdom, who has said all that she could say, has offered wisdom to those in the streets and in the ways and to the simple, has proclaimed, hear the way of truth, hear the words of life, has been rejected. 
And what this text from Proverbs chapter 1 says is Lady Wisdom's best, best attempt at saying, you're going to miss me when I'm gone. Wisdom won't always be here. The opportunity to be filled won't always be available. And when that day of calamity comes, where will you be when I'm not there? And there's no one to direct your way. Verse 20 is a transition in chapter 1. We've seen in the, the first few verses of the first seven verses of chapter 1, the laying out of the direction of the book, that it is the fear of the Lord, that is the beginning of wisdom, and that theme of the fear of the Lord continues through this chapter. The, the section right before this was the father's instruction to his son. So in verse 20, we change. There's a transition from a father to the incarnation of wisdom itself, this personification of wisdom as this woman, as this almost like prophetess, who is declaring the, the words of the Lord, the words of the wise. So we take this concept of the wisdom of the Lord and personify it in this woman. That's what Proverbs is doing. So we change the speaker. And this change in speaker is not a departure from the Father's words. Rather, it's to cement what the Father had said in the previous section. Basically, what it is to the son of Proverbs, the one who's being instructed, it's if you won't hear me, the father says, if you won't listen to my words, listen to wisdom herself. So we have a change in speaker, but we also have a change in setting. The setting was more of the home where the father is speaking to the son, but now that's amped up, it's ramped up a little bit, and now what we have is wisdom talking in the streets to all around. There's a danger level here. We, we've gone just from discipleship from the Father, and now this is, to, this is to the whole community. And to not listen to her instruction will result in their destruction. We see that wisdom herself speaks. Verse 22 shows that wisdom begins, her, begins this sermon, this prophetic telling to the people with an appeal to the gullible, we might say, to the, to the simple, to stop rejecting her. The simple in Proverbs are not necessarily the scornful, not necessarily those opposed to wisdom, rather those who have yet to be filled, rather those who don't know any better. The youth, in many ways, those who need to, to declare towards one or the other, will they declare for Lady Wisdom, will they listen to her instruction and be filled with what she has to say, or will they turn to the scornful and the mockers and to the city and what the world can offer? But simply, this section is wisdom's rebuke to them, to those simple who would refuse. We can describe the, our theme this evening as the way of wisdom is to find security in her clear call to fear the Lord, avoiding her silent, scornful rejection. The way of wisdom is to find security in her call, her clear call to fear the Lord, avoiding her silent, scornful rejection. I want to explain where all that's coming from. You see in your text, in the first portion, in verses 20 to 23, you see wisdom call out. This is the call. This is what she says. This is her, her declaration to the community. And then you see in verses 24 to 32, wisdom's response to their rejection of her. And so there's that danger. And then in verse 33, the last verse of our text, you see what would happen if you were to heed her call. Verse 33, but whoever listens to me will dwell secure and will be at ease without dread of disaster. And so what she's promising, as you see in verse 33, which I want us to have in our minds throughout this message, is that in her words, there's security. 
In her words, their safety. And that's what's promised to those who heed. But for most of it, she's dealing with those who have not yet made a decision or who have made a decision to turn away, to not listen to her. So we'll see as we go through, the way of wisdom is security, is in wisdom's instruction, in fearing the Lord, is her security. We look first at wisdom's call, and we'll see in wisdom's call that her call isn't a secret, and that her call is for the simple. Who is this lady wisdom? It's that personification of Proverbs. And one more thing I want to say about her identity is that she is sort of set up in contrast to another woman who will make an appearance in the, in the following chapters, and that is the temptress, the woman who seeks to seduce the young man. And as the father will say, don't listen to her, avoid her, turn away from her. But, but this lady, the father would have his son know and embrace So we see that Lady Wisdom's call is not hidden or secret. Look at verse 20. Wisdom cries aloud in the street. In the markets, she raises her voice. At the head of the noisy street, she cries out. At the entrance of the city gate, she speaks. She's all over the place. She's all over the city. And she's speaking everywhere. And over the noise and din of this crowded street and city, she gives her her proclamation of the way and right. That those are to listen, to return, to turn to her and say, fill us, teach us. We would know. But it's even more than just that she's around the city. It's even more than just she's being loud about it. It's that there's access. These, this invitation is to all of Israel's people. They can hear it and have every reason to listen and to follow. It's not for lack of warning that they won't hear. It's not for a lack of access. They all have access to her. Her instruction is there, but then we can go even deeper in where she is. You see, to say cried aloud in the street, in the market, she raises her voice at the head of the noisy streets, at the entrance of the city gates, that's, that's much more than just where we might place her. If I could update that language, it might be something like wisdom crowds aloud, cries aloud in the culture. Upon Wall Street, she raises her voice. In Hollywood, she cries out. Upon Capitol Hill, she speaks. You see, the the gates of the city where you would enter, that was the place of justice, of judgment. That's where the elders sat. That's where they would reign, and, and there would be authority there. And that's where she's speaking. That's like Capitol Hill, and these other places are, are where everything's being done, in the markets. That's where we would say something like Wall Street, where the commerce is going on, where, where all of these things are making this city turn. There she is speaking. Her call is not hidden. It's not a secret, and it's not a secret to God's people. It's not some sort of Gnostic secret knowledge. It's not something that only a few may know if they say the right word and are are brought back and will tell you the truth. No, all God's people are are called here. The whole covenant community, Israel itself, is called. Second, we see here that her audience is the simple. Again, we know that the simple are those who need to be filled we see here these, these various audiences, the simple, those lacking understanding. We see the scoffers, and those are the ones who have already rejected her. We see the fools. The fools are just those who don't understand. They're the foolish. They're the ones who are making the wrong decisions and wrong choices. They don't know any better. Sadly, the way of wisdom is largely forgotten and forsaken. The way of wisdom is hard. It's hard to find that wisdom. It's not because of her, as we've seen, she's there. Because of our own failures, our own inabilities. 
We can look at our own culture. In many ways, our culture was blessed by the wisdom of God's word. And yet, you see what happens when a culture does forsake it. You see a church that's ignored. You see biblical authority that doesn't exist. The way of wisdom, in many ways, to our own culture and situations, you could say has left us. Vices hold the day. Just think of the the most common topics in the news and in the culture right now. You can't escape the topic of abortion. And abortion is called by those in the streets, by those in the markets. It's It's a holy crusade of an individual's right to privacy. That's what's said about it. Foolish. Foolish. And to condemn that, to condemn this, this taking of these infants and their lives is to, is to make one a sexist or bigoted or anti-civil liberties. See what happens when wisdom departs. The other topic that's so prevalent, the LGBTQ plus agenda, it makes its way. It seeks to, to take over so much of the culture and the idea, and it is so illogical. There is no wisdom there. Gender no longer exists. We claim such a thing, and even this past week we've seen even further cemented something that doesn't make any sense, like gay marriage. Well, that It's a nonsensical thing, because there is only one true marriage between a husband and a wife. And yet, the way of wisdom has been ignored. The family's been dismantled. We see the family destroyed. We see roles and gender roles obliterated. We don't see a husband in his proper role, nor a mother in her proper role, a wife in her proper role. We don't see that. Discipline and training are forgotten. Lady Wisdom's calls is ignored. Ignored by those who either despise it or by those who think they'll get to it later. And that second group is is really where Lady Wisdom comes down hard. That group who think they'll get to it later. We'll gain that wisdom later, but right now we're too busy. Right now we have other things on our mind. We're engaged in these things. We're engaged in the culture, in the world. We're engaged in life itself, but we'll get it. We'll understand it. We'll turn to it. And she's warning she's not always going to be here. The access to wisdom is limited. It won't always last. Verse 23, she gives the promise, If you turn at my reproof, behold, I will pour out my spirit to you. I will make my words known to you. And that's instructional for us, those of us who want wisdom. Ask the Lord for it. This personification of wisdom, he's not withholding this wisdom. This wisdom is the Lord's wisdom. It's his word. It's that word carried out, it's put into practice, it's knowing what to do, it's the skill of God's word, it's that fulsome understanding of the fear of the Lord and how to live it out in every situation. And we see wisdom's response in our second point in verses 24 to 32. We see first that wisdom's response is warranted from the rejection of her. How she treats these fools and these simple who've rejected her is warranted. Look at verses 24 through 26. Because I have called and you refuse to listen, have stretched out my hand and no one has heeded, because you have ignored all my counsel and would have none of my reproof, I also will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when terror strikes you. She's responding in kind. They are ignoring her. They are laughing at her in the streets. Laughing at wisdom. Let's not over-push this imagery of Lady Wisdom. They're laughing at God. That's, that's what's going on. They're laughing at his skill, his knowledge, his understanding. They reject it, they turn, and they even mock it. This isn't true knowledge. 
We don't need that. That's what they're doing to the word of God itself. And we see then that her rejection, or wisdom rejections, God's rejection of them, is warranted by what they've done. We see that wisdom's response is warranted because of their scorn, and so she scorns them. She scorns them. She says, I will laugh. To laugh or scoff expresses inward joy and disdain a mighty conqueror might feel at the enemy of his sworn enemy, his mortal enemy and his defeat. This is what would happen, that enemy you would laugh at their defeat. The victory is so lopsided here, and she's anticipating this victory of the Lord over the foolishness of the world. It's so lopsided that it's, in a a sense, comical. There's this comical aspect to the reversal of fortunes. Those who've held sway in the city, those who've spurned her and said, we don't need you. And it's so reversed to all of the sudden. They turn, and there they seek her diligently, as the text would say. They seek her out. They're trying to find her. And so she laughs. She asks, the time has passed. She provokes them and mocks them. Truth has a harsh, harsh edge. And Lady Wisdom in this text is not, she doesn't blunt it. She keeps that harsh edge there. Her, her shock tactics aim to persuade this, these simple, these young to turn to her. She is warning, but even in the warning you see the destiny She doesn't claim to be the one to bash them. She doesn't claim to be the one to come in and cause this dismay. Rather, if you would understand what's going on, it's the Lord who will bring this calamity. It's the Lord who will bring this reversal of fortune. It's the Lord who will bring this destruction. She, as the Lord's wisdom in in that sense, is there to observe, there to see it. You see, all that the the people of the city can be sure is that their own deeds and devices will come back against them. They'll boomerang back. What they do will come back and it'll hurt. To the son of Proverbs, the father's intent is that it is the Lord who upholds this moral order. It is the Lord who upholds wisdom and to, to respond. You see, the laughing and scorn of the wisdom of the Lord... This lady wisdom isn't sadistic delight. It's not rejoicing in pain. Rather, it's wisdom rejoicing in turning the, the world that's upside down, right side up. It's to see the type of things we just said about our culture, to see these things that aren't in keeping with the word of the Lord. She rejoices and she laughs to see what is so broken, put to right, and turned back over. That's so present to Proverbs, so present to wisdom literature, to rejoice to see the way of the Lord and what is right happen. So she will rejoice, she will laugh. It's not an expression of heartlessness, but of the absurdity of these fools choosing folly over her. You're going to miss her when she's gone. And so what's the call here? Well, the call is to give yourself to the wisdom of the Lord. To give yourself to her teaching. Now what does that mean? Does that simply mean give yourself to instruction from the Bible? Well, yes, it contains that, but chapter 1's already answered it. The center of wisdom, the beginning of wisdom, is the fear of the Lord. And so what she's saying to hear her instruction starts, it begins first, with the fear of the Lord. Faith and trusting in Him. But then it's so much more than that. It begins there, and that's the most important step, but it broadens out. It's to hear all the instruction of God's Word. It's to be men and women of wisdom, of knowledge. 
To such a degree that, as we'll get to in verse 33, there is security there. Security in your way, not only because you know how to walk. Your security is grounded in the fear of the Lord. Knowing that that day of calamity won't come upon you. Knowing that in heeding the instruction of the Lord, you have found safety and security. Giving yourself to Lady Wisdom is to give yourself to the instruction of the fear of the Lord to follow its ways, to gain skill in its use, to learn how to bring true faith and trust of God to bear in every situation, to be in the Word, and this is an important word, to be teachable. To be able to receive instruction, to be taught. Be taught the ways of the Lord. That is the response. That's what's called from the people who hear, and that then is our response. That is what we should do. We should be those who will receive the instruction of the Lord, and not only to receive it, not like those who are just walking about in the city, hoping to encounter the Lady Wisdom as she talks, but those who seek her while she can be found. What does that mean? Well, seek the wisdom of the Lord now. Seek to worship Him. Seek instruction. Seek to know His Word Praise Him, pray to Him. In all these ways, you are being the the wise son of Proverbs, listening to the way of truth. Wisdom pleads for them to call. Why is this so important? Because terror will strike them. You see, Proverbs presents two paths, two ways. It's the way of wisdom, which is the fear of the Lord. Or it's the way of the fools, and that's death, and that's destruction. It's eternal death. It's calamity. These people living in this life, you can paint this picture of sort of a life like the prodigal son. There they are, living in entertainment and lust and gluttony, and all of this will fail them. You know, so many people in the world try to keep it together, and they try to keep everything spinning and everything working and functioning, but they can't. And eventually what they're using to keep these things spinning, as they're eventually they're using to keep themselves active and going, it will fail. It'll it'll prove empty. When the day of trouble comes, they will want the words of wisdom. Now they'll be ready to hear. She won't be there. We see this in verses 28 to 30. Wisdom's response is dangerously silent. Her response is dangerously silent. Verse 27 and 28. When terror strikes you like a storm, and your calamity comes like a whirlwind, when distress and anguish come upon you, then they will call upon me, but I will not answer. They will seek me diligently, but will not find me. You see, the response of wisdom to the fool's rejection is to be silent. Dangerous place to be, to to spurn the the word of the Lord. And his gospel call, how often will it be there? How often will the way of wisdom be there to instruct you? There's a time limit on it. Certainly we see in this life, minor days of calamity. They come. And yet there is an ultimate day of calamity, and there's no chance after that. And who knows the day of their death? Who knows the day of calamity when it comes? Who knows the day of judgment at that time, they will turn and say, you know, there was this woman who walked around the city. There was this wisdom who was there. Where did she go? To their death. So they will respond positively to her, ray, to her way then, but it will be too late. It's amazing how often those who live 
without faith or in a weak faith, tend to turn when terror strikes. Now they want prayer. Now a house built on the rock of salvation, built on Christ, seems to matter. Yet where is the life of faith? Where is the weapons that are so powerless? And generally speaking, in these minor calamities, what will happen is there, there might be some kind of turning until that is removed, and then it's right back into the way of foolishness. That's not the way for the people of God. We've been given such a gift. To be able to talk in this way isn't to, isn't to put down these, these other people as if we're so great. It's to be thankful that, that God and His grace has allowed us to heed her call. Has, has put us on the path of wisdom. To walk in the way that is right. To walk in the way of security. And as, as we will see, to not be shaken. What a blessing. What a blessing to know this great truth. Don't hold back from Lady Wisdom. And I say this especially to the youth here. You have a, a central aspect in Proverbs. You are the one with whom the, the, the book is written towards, obviously to all of God's people, but you're the ones in the focus. You are those to be filled with wisdom. Don't neglect it. Don't turn from the fear of the Lord. Don't be enamored by this world and the city and what it has to offer and that glitter and glamour because it won't last. That's what Proverbs is saying. Wisdom is to trust in the security of fearing the Lord and trusting in His name and walking according to His word and not turning away. Oh, that response, I'll get to it. I have time. I'll get back to it. It's foolish. So foolish. You see, the, the response of those in the city was likely not complete animosity to all of wisdom's words. Much of it they may have agreed with. Much of it the world agrees with. Yes, that's a good idea. Let's, let's love others as we would like to be loved. Fantastic. That's great. Yes, have honest business dealings. We could see how that would make sense. Yes, be a good husband and be a good father and instruct your children. This is all wonderful. So what is the problem with the, the people and what they have with her message? The, the central problem she gives to us in verse 29. Here's the issue. Because they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. The world likes a lot of what wisdom has to offer. In fact, you can find Proverbs and its principles littered all over self-help books, leadership manuals, what to do, how to make your life great. And maybe, even in trying to hijack some of that wisdom, you might have it some worldly blessings. You might have a better business because you adopt the practices of Proverbs. But if you don't listen to the center of what she's saying, to follow the Lord and not just have some empty faith, but to walk in it. To know her intimately, which is to know the Lord intimately, to know his wisdom. That's the call. The world says all that's good, but they don't have any of that Christ business. None of that fear of the Lord. And so they miss Proverbs, they miss the way of wisdom, and they'll be the ones to say, wait a second, where is where's that message of the hope, the gospel? Where did that go? Where's the way of instruction? Verse 30, you would have none of my counsel. 
despised all my reproof, therefore they shall eat the fruit of their way, have their fill of their own devices, eating the fruit of their way, being filled up by their devices. This again is a call to you, especially all of us, but especially to the youth. There is so much to, to pull you there. There is so much to say, yeah, that, that's life. That, that's, that's the best life has to offer. This, the job that I can get enriches the, 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 the entertainment I can have. That family or that person, that spouse, they'll be the answer. And there's so much there, it seems. And yet, we see you'll be filled with it. You'll eat the fruit of it. It isn't that you won't attain it. Go ahead, go after it, she says. They'll have their fill of their own devices and it'll be lacking. And that's the point of utter despair. When you've hung your hope on something, that's the answer to life. And you got it. It didn't change a thing. In fact, it got worse. We are to heed her call. To heed the call of the Lord. For everything will spin out of control. Verse 32, for the simple are killed by their turning away. The complacency of fools destroys them. These are those who are not even, again, those directly opposed to the Lord. They turn away, they're complacent. They've been pulled. Pulled to the glamour of other things and so lose their life. And then we see in our last point, very brief, it's just verse 33. We see wisdom security. Verse 33, But whoever listens to me will dwell secure and will be at ease without dread of disaster. The security for those who follow the way of wisdom is amazing. It should cause us to weep. To weep that we're not those of the city. We're not those brought into the glamour of the world that will ultimately fail. We're those who have been directed and it wasn't our strength. We weren't so, so intuitive, nor were we so smart to be those to listen to her call as a gift. And yet as a gift that's given to us and which we are, we also are those to, to live it out, to grasp it. To those who have, have the fear of the Lord given to them and so we continue to walk in it, we continue to pursue it. We continue to know it, and in that we find this security. Those who fear the Lord don't truly fear anything or anyone. There's no, there's no allowance to have everything taken away. We are secure in the Lord. We're secure in Him. God's plan, wisdom, isn't just that intellect. It's not just the knowledge that comes with it. But it's dwelling in security with the Lord. And this security isn't alone just knowing salvation. It's having a peace of mind even in this life. How often isn't it said at funerals by righteous people who witness the death of one who did not have faith. They say, I don't know how they do it. How? How? How, can they, how can they even stand when we are there and we know our only security and our peace lies in our faith? And it doesn't end there. It, it seeps out and infiltrates every aspect of our life. Down to the very struggles you might, go, you might be going through right now. This, your security and your peace of mind and your strength is in the Lord. 
is in listening to his will and this promise from wisdom herself, but whoever listens to me will dwell secure and will be at ease without dread of disaster. That's revolutionary. It's revolutionary for humans to be able to say such a thing, but it's only found in heeding wisdom's call. Lady Wisdom's word is to keep us on the straight path of security and peace. And yet we know even in the valley of the shadow of death, even when surrounded by enemies, does not the Lord lay a table? Does he not cause us to fear no evil for his rod and his staff guides and comforts us? Promises of our Lord, and that's our security. Are you wooed by the world instead of Lady Wisdom, instead of the wisdom of God? As it comes out through the rest of redemption, as fearing the Lord Jesus Christ himself, that's the way of wisdom. And to not just let it end there, to to be filled, skillful in its application, knowledgeable of the gospel, filled up. There's only one way the story ends. Sons and daughters, heed the word of the Father of Proverbs. Listen to the words of Lady Wisdom. Fear the Lord. Obey Him. For whoever listens to her will dwell secure and will be at ease without dread of disaster. Heed her because you're going to miss her when she's gone. Amen. Let's pray to our Lord. Father in heaven, we... Hear your words of exhortation, your words of promise through this literature, through this literary device, this lady of wisdom. And we see the the wisdom of the Lord in, in her call to fear you. And we see the danger of calamity and the failure and the loss of security to reject you. And so we pray, first of all, that we would be those to fear your name. And that we would go beyond that as well, where... Our faith is, is that which grows deeper and deeper and stronger. In so doing, we know we have the security that we will be at, at true ease. We will be able to face the pain of life, the scorn of the world. We pray that we would be those who are so filled with this wisdom, able to walk on the way that is straight and true. We ask this in Christ's name.